Who do you think should suffer more in this world, the righteous or the wicked? Should the righteous suffer on behalf of the wicked? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 49 of Tractate Gittin, and we learned that the righteous view challenges and pain in this world as a privilege. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. One time after another, God tested Avraham. First, he was thrown into the fiery furnace by King Nimrod after he destroyed his father's idols. Second, he was instructed to leave his land for an unknown destination. Third, upon his arrival in Canaan, the famine forced him to leave immediately. Fourth, he finds himself in Egypt and Sarah is taken from him. Fifth, he is forced out to battle against powerful kings to rescue his nephew Lot. Sixth, he is presented with a vision of the subjugation of his descendants. Seventh, he is commanded to circumcise himself in his old age. Eighth, Sarah is taken once again, this time by Avimelech. Ninth, he is instructed to evict Hagar and Ishmael. And tenth, God tells him to sacrifice his son Yitzchak. Avram was a righteous service of God who dedicated his life to preaching monotheism. Why was he given so many trials and tribulations throughout his life? Today's stuff discusses one who extorts another person's property. As a deterrent, the rabbis applied the biblical law of damages, enacting that the victim claims compensation from the aggressor's finest property. Let's look at the Gemara. Rabbi Shimon taught, why did they say compensation for damage caused is assessed from the damages finest property due to the thieves and extortionists? So that a man will say, why would I want to steal or extort? Eventually the court will enter my property and take my most beautiful field. And they will rely on the Torah's verse, he shall pay the finest of his field and the finest of his vineyard. Therefore they say compensation for damage caused is assessed from the damages finest property. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Paradise Yosef offers this concept as a reason why the righteous suffer in this world. Sins are called damages because they damage the supernal worlds. Remuneration for damages is assessed from the finest. Thus our finest, the righteous, are the ones who suffer when the Jewish people sin. That's one of the reasons offered for Avram's ceaseless trials throughout his life. Sometimes the generation is deserving of punishment, but they would be unable to sustain the divine pain inflicted upon them. It wouldn't cause the sinners to repent. On the contrary, they would merely justify their behavior and blaspheme God for their suffering. Consequently, God sends the pain and suffering to the righteous who suffer on behalf of the generation. To illustrate this idea, the Yosef presents a Midrashic parable of two cows, one weak, one strong. Which one would you use to bear a heavy load? The strong one, of course, time and again. Likewise, those who have strength of faith will bear the load of the generation's sins because they can handle it. They won't get upset or angry at God. They know that the burden demonstrates their distinction as God's finest. This perspective flips the whole conundrum of theodicy. The classic question, why do the righteous suffer, why do the wicked prosper, loses its punch. The righteous view suffering as a privilege. Every time they're faced with a challenge in their lives, they reframe it as a mark of God's finest. They know they've been presented with a test of faith, which they pass admirably. They're not phased by the hurdles God sends their way. They jump with alacrity to forge ahead just as Abraham rose early in the morning to fulfill the divine commandment to sacrifice his son. The more painful and challenging the situation appears to be, the more they appreciate the opportunity heaven has afforded them. Most of us aren't on the level of Abraham. We're not ready to face such challenges in life, and we pray each morning to not bring us to be tested. 
Well, the message of the Mishnah and others is that we're here on earth to face gradually increasing tests of faith, thereby growing spiritually throughout life. We beseech God to go easy on us. Nevertheless, when you're faced with challenges, it may be tempting to ask God why he's acting that way toward you. But the finest response is to welcome heaven's challenges, knowing that you've been chosen for your strength of faith. That's not easy. It takes a lifetime of gradual growth in faith power. Had God asked Avram to sacrifice his son on day one of his spiritual journey, he probably wouldn't have handled the test very well. Each test of faith along the way built his inner power to face the ultimate test. Likewise, each little test of faith that we pass builds our capacity to become stronger believers and the finest specimens of God's children. It goes without saying that one should only apply such a perspective to one's personal relationship with heaven. It's highly inappropriate to approach your suffering neighbor and tell him his privileged. You have no idea why heaven has caused that person's pain. Your task in that scenario is to show compassion and empathy, regardless of your own personal proclivities. We can never truly understand the nature of suffering in this world. All we can do is accept the divine will. May you never lose faith and grow from every challenge. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.